ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Grab a red shirt. Flash your W's. It's Game Day Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. Wisconsin with a chance to pounce. Touchdown, Badgers. Unbelievable. Simply shocking. Stanford. Touchdown. Taylor skips to an opening and Taylor into the secondary. Jonathan Taylor. Can he take it the distance? He can. Touchdown, Badgers. Live from the best college football town in the world, this is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We welcome you to the greatest tailgate in the state. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day live from the Rock in Sun Prairie across ESPN Wisconsin, 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN in Madison, and we're getting ready to roll. It's the clash of Monte Ball's two coaches, his head coach when he played in college versus his offensive coordinator, now the head coach at Wisconsin, of course, Paul Chris. He's former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. Longtime scribe, the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Mertz. I'm Alex Strofe. We're getting ready, boys. The fighting Bielema's on deck today for the Wisconsin Badgers, who have come out to their worst start since 1990, now at 1-3. and three. Their worst start since Barry Alvarez's first year as head coach, looking to rebound in Champaign today. Monte, I know nobody's looking at this game with a closer eye than you. Your former head coach, Brett Bielema, now at the University of Illinois. Your former offensive coordinator, Paul Christ, you say he's on the hot seat here at the University of Wisconsin. Big-time game and, and uh, one you're keeping a close eye on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to obviously, yeah, play with Coach Chris and obviously, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Bielema as well. And, and yeah, Coach Chris understands what, what's at stake here. He, he understands what, uh, you know, how this is going to be an emotionally driven game. Uh, Coach B is probably wanting to prove something, all of the above. But it's going to be exciting. It really is going to be a showdown in Champaign. And I'm looking forward to, to this Badgers team playing with, with heart, playing with some fun, playing with fun. I want to see them play with fun, have a great time out there, and just come out with a victory. You know, uh, yeah, the Bielema Bowl. We'll call it the Bielema Bowl. I like that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, it's this this game, and it's been, I think, hard for a lot of Badgers fans to get back, uh, um, you know, familiarize themselves with what they want this season, this week. There's been such a step back. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you thought if you can rescue, if you can salvage that Michigan win, you can maybe turn something around. At this point, I think it's a show me time situation. Show me why my Saturday afternoons are worth spending yeah. watching this team at this point. They just have not produced the way that a lot of people expected them to, myself included. And I'm expecting an ugly, ugly game yeah. today. I'm expecting ugliness. I'm not going to go for style points, but <laughs> you know, the Badgers, you know, mathematically, stuff is sitting out there for them yet. Um, on the flip side, this is a team that I know I heard you guys talking last week. They, they're going to have to work hard to get to a bowl game on right. the other side of what we've seen. So, like, where does this season go? I think we start figuring it out today. That's a good, really, really good point. I think it's, it's important. It's important. All eyes are on the Badgers right now. How are you going to bounce back? How are you going to answer the bell? How are you going to make us uh, get that excitement back, 
go in, make a statement. Because the last time we were played in Champaign, we did lose. We did lose wow, that game. Yeah. So this is obviously an important game, obviously the Big Ten game. We just got to make sure that we just take care of the football. We have to take care of the football. Well, history also shows <laughs> you say the last time the Badgers played in Champaign, they lost. But the last time Illinois True. and Wisconsin met, well, that was the coming out party for Graham Mertz. Five touchdown passes in that game and looking now like Graham Mertz will play today. Mm -hmm. So maybe history repeats itself. <laughs> you know, that's that's at least what I'm looking forward to. Right, Mertz? I mean, you're... you're illegitimate nephew is great against the fighting Illini. We've, we, you know, that's, this is probably the last day we can get mileage out of that game, I think. Um, because yeah, so that, true. that happened the last time they played Illinois from here on out. It's what did you do for me lately? I was, I was impressed with him in the second quarter last week. Yeah. And it's been like the story of his career, man. Like he had the great game against Illinois, gets yeah. COVID, things fall off. He has the uh, great couple of drives, gets knocked out of the game. Um, I, I give him a lot of credit for hanging in the pocket last week. He was getting blistered. He was. On every drop back. And he was doing the stuff that we had talked about wanting to see him do, stepping into throws, being confident. And he paid a price for it. We'll see today, man. I think uh, going out there, um, knowing that you're at 100% right. and committing to that, uh, where is he at physically and where is he at more so mentally? Yeah, it's important. Again, I say this. I've said this every single week, and it has come up. So, again, I'm not. this is not rocket science, but we have to protect the football. We have to protect the football, especially on special teams as well, but obviously on offense, quarterback, running back, center exchange. We have to make sure we protect that football because this is where underdogs, this is where underdogs come to play or this is where they get their chance to win when they are the underdog is the special teams and the turnover column. And especially early on, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. we were talking about this uh, earlier this week with a bunch of friends. You know, the Badgers have led for all of about three minutes in these losses. Oh, they, they have not given the defense a chance to, to pin its ears back, to go after it, to play with a little more confidence and, and relaxation. This is a team that needs to get off to a good start today, in my opinion. Otherwise, you know, as you said, you get, you get something going wrong. We've seen what happened. Last week, where these guys are at mentally, they're just not, they're not there. They're feeling it. They're on the ropes right now. Absolutely. And uh, this, here's a stat that I want to read off real quick. So for special teams, special teams woes, the Badgers are 125th in average yards per kickoff return. Whew. 125th. How many teams are there? In, in, in like 138, 100, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. 91st in average yards per punt return, 6.4. That's not good. That's not good. And if you are the underdog, and knowing Coach B, he loves, he loves to take chances on special teams. Let's keep an eye on that today. I bet you he's dialing something up. Something special is dialed up for special teams, and I hope that this Badgers team is ready for that. And Monte and I were talking uh, beforehand also, like, Brett's got nothing to lose in this exactly. game. He's got nothing to lose. And so, you know, as you talked about, Monte, going back to 2010, that Iowa game, the, the huge fake punt call, mm -hmm. yep. um, he, he loves to pull stuff out of, the, out of the kitchen sink and throw it at you. And I, I suspect that this is today. Yeah, I think it's certainly the, the number one storyline, yeah. right? Brett Bielema versus his old team in Wisconsin, in which I'll say it, he quit on him, right? Barry Alvarez came back, coached in the bowl game, but Brett got out of here uh, being Madison, and now he's back in the Big Ten. And we always talk about you don't look forward. You don't, you don't circle dates on your calendar. I think it's pretty obvious Brett Bielema has had this date circled on his calendar since he accepted the Illinois job, right, Monte? Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, he, he, he may have a bad taste in his mouth when he walked out, when he left the Badgers. And, again, let's go ahead and go back to that real quick. Us players, we were finishing practice. 
I went back to my apartment. I was roommates with James White. We walk in. You know, we're just, like, getting settled into our place to kind of just hang out for the night. Set the stage quickly, though. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to the Rose Bowl. To the Rose Bowl, You guys exactly. are getting ready to go to the yep. Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we knew we had a, just a week of light practice, and then we're going to fly out a week before. You know, we walk in, get settled in, and all of a sudden we get this text from Coach B. You know, the, 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 the leaders did, like, hey, gather up the troops, gather okay. up the rest of the guys. We're going to have a mandatory team meeting here in the next 30 minutes. We're like, okay, what the heck's going on? 15 minutes later, as we're getting ready to, you know, moped to the stadium, moped to the practice league, excuse me, <clears throat> um, we see on Twitter that Coach B accepted the position oh. um, at Arkansas and has taken off. Yeah, so we didn't know until we were on our way to the team meeting room, and then obviously he let us know. So it was a shock to us absolutely just blindsided us and um i would be lying if i if i would say that you know players weren't upset they were very very upset yeah. and frustrated with him for that reason because we had one more game the rose bowl the rose bowl so bad your players everybody out there we got we, we got to come out with the victory today we have to so what did he say to, what, what did he say to you at that meeting <laughs> we just I, I, i'm i'm jetting out of here it i'm was, going to arkansas right Ooh, at, suey? at that at that point we obviously knew once one player saw it on Twitter, it, it spread like a wildfire. So as we sat down, he stood up and he shared with us, you know, the, you guys are great players. You guys are doing wonderful things. I've had a wonderful time here, blah, 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 blah. I'm taking off to Arkansas to be the head coach there. And that was a stun to the ones who may have not known at the time, but majority of the team knew. Uh, but still, it, it just didn't sit right with us. It did not. Did you, were you waiting when you went into that room? To hear a real reason, you know, yes. and, and did you get a real reason? That's honestly, I think that's what upset the players the most because at the end of the day, we understood it. You know, when it comes to the coaches not making enough money, whatever, all that jazz, he took off, make more money. I, you know, good for you, more, more power to you, but not giving us the real reason. To this day, we still really don't know. It's still speculation of him being in Barry Alvarez's shadow or, or what have you, all this jazz not being able to do what he wanted to do. But long story short, we felt since we gave our blood, sweat, and tears every single day, give us the real reason. And we did not receive that. What's your opinion as, uh, of Brett Bielham as a head coach today? You know, Today? Yeah, it's nine years later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest here. I think, uh, so for me, personally, I never had any qualms. No, no, Zero bad blood between myself and Coach B. One thing I do think that he's really good at is recruiting. I think he does a really great job at recruiting. But outside of that, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any other thing that he does great at. Um, recruiting is a huge part, but I yeah. would say that's really the, good, the thing that he, he can hang his hat on. Is that's recruiting. great. We'll continue some of this insight from the great Monte Ball into his former head coach, Brett Bielema. That was fascinating. Great stuff, Monte. Uh, also along Adam Ertz, I'm Alex Strofe. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day Brewed by Coors Light. There's only one beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountain's on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold that way you always know when it's time to chill when you need to hit reset just open a Coors Light it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill Brewers Company Golden Colorado celebrate responsibly we'll continue the preview we'll play some cousin subs good call bad call next it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day the countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. That's all you ever hear me say. But since you've been gone, I can't breathe for the first time. I'm so moving on. 
Brett Bielema. Since you've been gone, Packers have been all right, haven't they? This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day across ESPN Wisconsin. Alex Grove, former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball, and Adam Ertz hanging out at the Rock Sports Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie, getting you ready for an unranked, I'll say it, Big Ten matchup between Wisconsin and Illinois. Illinois head coach Brett Bielema facing his former team, the Wisconsin Badgers, for the first time since leaving in 2012. Very, very exciting stuff and great stuff from Monte in the first segment, giving some insight into Brett Bielema and his departure from the University of Wisconsin. If you missed any of that conversation, you can get the full show podcast. All four hours of our conversation each Saturday here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day for free wherever you get your podcast. Just search Wisconsin College Game Day. Time now to play some Good Call, Bad Call, brought to you by Cousin Subs, which it's always a good call at Cousins Subs. Guys, we'll start with this one. Number four, Penn State at number three, Iowa today. Good call, bad call. This game is the most important game of the Badgers' season. Good call. I'll, I'll jump in quick on that. Good call. Absolutely good call. We're rooting for Penn State right now. We're rooting for Penn State. Penn State needs to beat Iowa. We face Iowa. Hopefully we beat Iowa. And then uh, this might be a different uh, This might be, might be a different uh, you know, season here for the Badgers. So I, I'm going to say good call. I, I like this call because you're right. Um, what the Badgers got to take care of business by themselves, but right. they're in a position now where they need some help. Right. So if it doesn't happen today, when's it going to happen? Mm-hmm. I like the call. Thanks, guys. Good job, Hunter. Vaughn are back in the studio writing <laughs> Thank these you. questions for us, making me <laughs> I love your me, answer. Making there. me smart, like a uh, sound like a smart guy. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think I, this is a good call. <laughs> Penn State needs to go down, and uh, when they need help, or excuse me, Iowa needs to go down. Penn State needs to right get the win in Iowa. Um, let's go to the next one. Good call, bad call. Monte Ball will be running four laps around Capitol Square. Hunter, roll the tape. Do you think they lose to Illinois at Illinois next week against Brett Bielema? I do. I do. So I think they win. Okay. And I would like to propose a bet. <laughs> I think, and we'll just take this straight up, winner only, no spread, okay. no, nothing, no BS like that. Straight I just want up. a straight up bet. Okay. The loser, we're both out of shape, I think, right? I'm, I certainly You think? Am. I most definitely am. I know you've been out of the league a few years, but I don't know. Maybe you still work out. Uh, so we're both out of shape. <laughs> I think whoever wins. So you're on Illinois. I'm on Wisconsin. Wisconsin wins. You run four laps around Capitol Square. I think that's about a mile. Okay. And okay. if Illinois wins, I'll do the same. Four laps around Capitol Square. That's where our ESPN Madison studios are on Capitol Square. <laughs> Whoever loses this bet does a mile around Capitol Square. Four laps around Capitol Square next week. Under one condition. Yes. EMS services are on site. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Monte Ball agrees to running four laps around Capitol Square. I'll do the same if Wisconsin loses. I don't see it happening. Mercy, we'll start with you. Good call, bad call. Monte Ball will be running four laps around Capitol Square this afternoon. I mean, we're going to be giving away our picks here, I guess, through this, but sorry, Monte. Get those legs ready, man. Get those legs ready. Um, I loved your last comment. That was my number one concern for both of you. Thank you, Mercy. Was your health? Was your health? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is just a fascinating bet. This uh, it actually has me more excited about the outcome of the game as a result of this. <laughs> Good, bet. I'm I'm glad. That's I have what a vested interest now. Okay, obviously it's my turn now. Um, so, <laughs> what, what, so what 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 was the what was it again? Good call, bad call. You Monte I will Ball will be running. We'll be running a oh, mile that, around Capitol Square. That is me. Um, 
Bad call. Bad call. I'm still sticking with it. Here, I hope that I'm wrong. You guys know I bleed red and white. You know I'm with the Badgers all day, every day. But if you want my honest opinion, I think Illinois gets us in special teams. Yeah. Okay, so this brings me to my next one. Good call, bad call. Paul Christ will be looking for a new job before Brett Bielema. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> Paul Christ will be looking for a job before... Well, Brett's brand new. Exactly. Uh, it, good call. Good wow. call. Just, just, just due to again, B. Coach B is going to get at least three years. At least three. Years. And you're not giving Chris three years. I do actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because after looking at the stats and everything, you know, we're spoiled fans. We are. Coach Chris has actually done a really wonderful job with this program if we go back to 16, 17, I believe, and 19 season. Um, so uh, just, to, just to get my answer, I'm going to say that's a good call. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I contradict myself there? You might have, but it's fine. It works. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my take on this, and this is going to be a little bit of an out almost, okay. is that Paul Christ isn't looking for another job after this. Right. Mm. This is it. So, mm. so I, I, if, that's my cop-out to having to make a real choice about huh. this. So you don't think it would like work at looking at jobs for the, at the local grocery store or anything? You don't think he'll pick anything up in retirement? I think he's be doing a lot of fishing. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think he's right. been doing a lot of fishing. I think he's riding this job out. Um, mm. You know, I mean, he's the kind of guy I could see wanting to get himself involved in sports and in football in some way, but right. I don't see him wanting to do this again. I think this is it. This is his dream job, and he's going to give it all he's got. Mercy, we talked about this a bit on the postgame show last week. Monte and I did, and I wanted to get your take on it today. Do you view Paul Christ as on the hot seat? I, I, I don't. I, I really don't. I think that that's a next-year conversation. Okay. I totally get it. I totally get where people's minds are at right now and worried about backtracking and where is this program at. Um, let's look at back at the facts, like Monte said. The, what Chris has done with this program over the last seven years now, or six, you know, last six years, is is really fantastic. He's had them in position um, so many times to to take that next level jump, and they haven't quite gotten there. And I know that people want that really badly, but man, the stuff has to fall. The stars have to align for Wisconsin for that to happen. Right. Been so close a couple of times, not there yet. Got great recruiting classes coming in. Um, you got to have a little bit of faith in a guy who's put that much into the program and show some confidence in him. I, like I said uh, on the show last week, I think if, if they lose out this year, I still don't think that there is an issue. Really? With Paul Cr- I really don't. Which I don't think that'll happen. I really obviously. don't. But and even, that's, even and that's the other did. thing. That's the other thing. It's not going to happen. But I really just don't think that that's going to be a situation. Sure. I just don't. I don't think Mac's going to want to uh, Chris McIntosh is going to want to make that move after year 1. I don't think he's going to want to do that right off the bat, especially frankly like he's got basketball to worry about right. and the direction of that program. You got to stick with the horses that have gotten you here. He's got a foundation in place. He's got guys coming in in these recruiting classes. You got to let him try to ride this thing out and show confidence in him. That's interesting. And I do tend to agree with you, right? I mean, we are spoiled fans we as are. Monte alluded to a bit earlier. One bad year, and we're already going for the guy's job. I don't think it's it's he's worthy of getting being on that hot seat right now, despite the disappointing start to the season. One and three for the first time since 1990. That can't be understated. Barry Alvarez's first <laughs> yep. year as head coach was the last time the Badgers were one and three to start the season as a football team. Now, there's other reasons that probably play into that. Look at the tough schedule they've played right. so far. But regardless, 
Excuses aside, worst start in 31 yeah. years. Um, but regardless, I, I'm with you for the most part, Mercy. I, I don't think he's on the hot seat. And I, you know, I don't want to be an apologist at all. I think this is terrible what's happened. They, they weren't ready to play. Um, for they, The schedule's been out. It's not like they found out that they were playing Penn right. State and Notre Dame, and you knew that Michigan was going to be better than last year, and it's a name program that can come back and bite you. So, like, why weren't they ready? I think these are all valid questions, and I think that this, I think that Chris and his staff have a lot to prove because I do think that there could be shakeups on the staff next year. I think that's where the action happens. Right. If this season goes in the tank, it's not Chris. It's, you know, it's Joe Rudolph. It's special teams. Um, you know, Chris Herring. It's these kinds of conversations about shaking things up, getting some new vibrancy yeah. into the coaching staff. Sure. But I, I really do think that, that this schedule, and I'm going based on that stat, not to apologize for how they played. They don't play teams like this. It was three cupcakes a lot of you know a lot right. of years. Three home cupcakes, three and <laughs> zero. I mean, there's no chance that you're going one and three. So I just want to put that in perspective too. That's true. You know, and typically, right, they're, they're dishing out the, the, the big paycheck to whoop up on a team, similar mm-hmm. to how they did Eastern Michigan earlier yeah. this year. We saw it last week. Notre Dame paid Cincinnati a million dollars to lose. To lose. Oh. Notre Dame oh. lost. Lo- Notre Dame they lost a oh. million dollars and the game. <laughs> and the game. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So Great take, though. Great could, take. Could be worse. Could be worse. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, that does it for Good Call, Bad Call, presented by Cousin Subs. They believe in better at Cousin Subs and Cousin Subs, boys, always a good call here in Good Call, Bad Call. I got my roast beef and cheddar earlier this week when I stopped at Cousin Subs. Muy delicioso, as it always is. At Cousin Subs, they believe in better. Ooh. Illinois and Wisconsin in Champaign today, 2.30 kick. And, Monte, we'll continue this conversation around head coach Brett Bielema, but I do want to dive a bit further into Paul Christ. Last week, I know we were right after the game. We were hot. It was a quick reaction. <laughs> I want to ask you the same question I asked yeah. Bertsy because I think we both thought in the moment uh, last week that he was on the hot seat. Right. He really should be. Chris McIntosh maybe wants to make a big splash in his first year as athletic director. Have you, have you cooled the Jets on that? I most definitely have. I most definitely have. And, um, after doing more research, understanding the direction that the program has gone since Chris has been in the head coach position, that's why I preface this entire thing with we are spoiled fans. Most definitely spoiled. Um, we obviously want victories. We want wins. We want to root for our team. We want these these guys, these young men to be having fun out there. We're not seeing that this year. So, you know, we're trying to run around right now to figure out who's to blame, what do we need to switch up. But at the end of the day, I still believe the seat is hot, but I do not believe that McIntosh will make the decision to get rid of him. No, and I do I, believe that would be premature. I, no, I tend to agree, uh, yeah. you know, compl- wholeheartedly on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you certainly got to get some wins. And, and last week on the postgame show, to reference that once again, <laughs> you also didn't think this team was going to win a lot of games the rest of the season. They've got to right. go 5-3 and three, the remaining eight games to be bowl eligible. Do you still stand that you don't think they'll be bowl eligible given what you've seen thus far? Is that exactly what I stated last week? That is exactly that, that, what that you stated, That they yes. will not be bowl eligible? That's correct. That's correct. I think it's going to be a challenge. I really do. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to stick with that because I do think it's going to be a challenge. If they if they show out today, show us something new, show us something different. If if everything's clicking, all cylinders are firing, then obviously yes. In the moment, I'm going to make a decision. Probably change my what I stated, but from what we've watched, I feel like it's going to be challenging. It really is. It's going to be a challenge. Minnesota, Nebraska, um, Penn, or excuse me, Iowa. Um, Iowa's was. definitely the toughest one. Absolutely, got to keep in mind that game is here in Madison. True. So that's true. Uh, if we can, we can really get the fan section going. Maybe yeah. we've got a shot there. But 
Iowa, man, they look good. It's it's going to be it's going to be challenging. Yeah, as I stated, Minnesota's banged up too. They don't have their best player, but still, that that's a that's a well coached team, and they play us pretty hard. It's for the Paul Bunyanacks. We understand these trophy games are tough. I, I mean, I, I think that you guys are are fair in saying it's going to be a challenge. That, that Northwestern game is the game that, that I look too. at and say, like, this is a win. The rest of them, I'm like, you know, what have we seen out of this team to give us any confidence that they can go out there and beat someone who's not Eastern Michigan? Right. These uh, Today is a big telltale sign for it me is. about where, totally. their, where their heads are at, where their physicality is at, whether they, whether they have the fortitude to put away a team that's maybe not as talented as they're. So when you say that, Mertze, do you think this will give us a real gauge of how good Wisconsin can be, or is it still too early? I, I mean, I think it's still too early. This okay. is more. This is more like how bad can it get? Right. Um, and and <laughs> I'd take. You know what? Frankly, the way that the condition that this team is in right now, I, if it's a one point win, I'd take it. Absolutely, I would take it. This is not to me. This is not a style points game today. This is can you survive? Can you get out there? Survive and in advance. Survive in advance. That's all this game is about. Get your legs back underneath you. Get some confidence in yourselves again. Mm-hmm. You obviously want to see better than that, but all that matters today is coming out of there with a win. I love, I, love, <clears throat> I love how you said that, the confidence. The confidence part is what I want to see, too. An ugly win is still a win, but it's easier to receive constructive criticism in the film room when you won. It's easier to run those cross fields, do those conditioning drills, etc. when you won, when you, had, when you have a victory in the W column. So, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to this team just coming out. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a scrappy, scrappy game, but a win is a win. I think Illinois is going to win, but I hope that I'm wrong. I certainly hope you're wrong, too, because you'll be running a mile around Capitol Square. We'll continue this conversation. We're going a little bit more of a deep dive into the Wisconsin offense next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light and presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You want to win this season, right? Well, as a proud window partner of Titletown, Pella Windows of Wisconsin wants to make it so you can win, though, this season. Two, plus the 555 has been extended. Get up to five years, no interest. Five months, no first payment. And 5% same-day order savings. Talk about a deal. Five years, no interest. Five months, no first payment. And 5% same-day order savings at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Set your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions do apply. See showroom for details. We'll continue the conversation next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. His second touchdown of the first half, and what a start for Graham Mertz. He's still perfect on the evening. You'll go to Champaign, Illinois, as Graham Mertz is going to Champaign, Illinois, looking to duplicate his performance that he had last year against the Fighting Illini. Five touchdowns for Graham Mertz in his first game as a starter. A year ago. Hopefully history can repeat itself today. As we roll on, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light, live from the Rock Sports Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Alex Strope alongside Adam Mertz. 
And a squatting Monte Ball, former uh, Wisconsin running back. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't, I, acting like a sumo wrestler, man, just getting my quads ready. I'm, I don't plan on running this evening. <laughs> it but, seems like you're but planning on running. I, that's, fact, what, that's what but, I'm sensing. But just in case, just in case, <laughs> he's kind of firing the muscles there. Don't rip anything. Don't oh, rip anything. My goodness. This is going to be a good one, fellas. I'm jacked. <laughs> I'm jacked for this one. <laughs> well, you still got shoulder pads or eligibility or anything? We can get, we can make a phone call, get you down to Champagne, but do it. Uh, if that's not the case, we'll just put on a put, put a football helmet on you and have you run four laps ah, around Capitol Square. It's not going to happen, man. To bring you up to speed, if you're just joining us here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, we've got a little bet going. I'm Alex Strofe. He's former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball, but his allegiance doesn't lie with Wisconsin, his alma mater today. No, no, no. His alliance lies with his former head coach, Brett Bielema, and the fighting Illini, where my alliance lies with the University of Wisconsin. The loser today will run a mile around Capitol Square later today. Monte. True. But again, let me, let, me, let me share why. Coach B's got this defensive mindset. He knows Paul Christ up and down when it comes to offensive play calls, what he's looking to do in certain situations. That makes me a little nervous. That most definitely makes me nervous. And what we've seen, what we've watched, is what you get out of the first and second series of the Badgers' offense is what you're going to get for the entire game. And so I hope that we make some adjustments, that being on offense, switch some things up, show some different things for Coach B. Because he's watching. Because you make the argument that Paul Christ also knows Brett Bielema up Absolutely. and down as he served as his offensive coordinator. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah, the other side of the coin is that one. Absolutely. And I hope, again, I said it, I hope I'm wrong, but those are important variables we cannot ignore. Cannot ignore. Let's dive in a little bit deeper into the Wisconsin offense, guys. Uh, you didn't like what you saw last week in a, another loss, this time to Michigan at Camp Randall. Now one and three. Graham Mertz goes out. Jake Ferguson go out. Goes out. It look. It's looking like both of them will play today. So that should probably help if they're both 100. percent But that will remain to be seen until kickoff. Regardless, Mertzy, what are you looking for? You need some shakeup in this Wisconsin offense. What, what do they need to establish? Because it seems like there's really no identity so far this season. Yeah, and you know, I was listening the other night to um, Thursday Night Drive and and uh, to Derek Engler talking about the offensive line. And um, that's a guy that I always like to hear his opinion on having played it here and played it well and played it in the NFL. And um, he, he's just not seeing, and, and none of us are seeing, the you know, kind of the fire mm-hmm. out, of this, out of this group. Their technique is off. Uh, their energy's off. I, I haven't thought that they've been very good from the start of the season, but it, they've regressed um, throughout. And, you know, there's so many things that you can point to offensively here that have not gone well, and especially early on, you're trying to decipher what's what's Graham Mertz's problem. You know, why aren't yeah. the running backs maybe creating a little bit more? Why aren't the receivers getting separation? There's a lot of things you can point to, so it's not just one. But at Wisconsin, it all starts with the offensive line. Of we got to see a, a much better performance out of them today. Um, play, you know, pushing pushing the line. They, they've they've not given guys a chance to make plays out of the backfield. There's been so many zero, one, two yard plays where that's yeah. what it was blocked for. It wasn't that the back screwed up. Um, I, I need to see more out of that. I need to see more discipline, more mm. excitement, more enthusiasm. I know there's been a lot of talk about the continuity on the line and and the rotation yeah. of you know having eight guys cycle through. And um, I know that they've, they've worked toward correcting that. And I hope that they have five that they feel confident putting out there because I'm sure that's why they started with that was that there's just not been that separation between those guys. But you know what? At a certain point, they should have done in camp. They should have figured it out. 
we we got to go with these five and let them play because you've seen what's happened this year. To me, that was like a – it was a gamble. Anytime you go against the book as a coach, mm-hmm. the gamble better pay off. Mm-hmm. And it has not from the rotation standpoint. And it's it's making – it's drawing a lot of criticism for a, a – you know, well-deserved for Joe Rudolph for yeah. what he's done. 43 yards rushing for the Badgers last week in a loss against Michigan. Now, of course, they were playing from behind for a lot of that game. But there were still 32 carries in that game, which is uh, nine more than they had passing plays offensively. What's going on, Monte? I mean, this is RBU. Yeah, that that's and again, Mertz. I think what you just brought up there, Mertz, is is the rotation that they're doing with the offensive line, not trying to figure out who's going to create that separation. It seems like that's the case for the backfield as well, too, because they're spreading the carries out, which. Okay, you can say it's a good thing, but sometimes if you spread it out a little bit too much, you don't allow for that running back to gain the flow of the game. Also, that's a problem when you're rotating the offensive linemen as well, too. The running backs are like, I'm familiar with the way that he pulls. I'm familiar with the way that his hips move. I'm familiar with the way that his default block is going to be kick out. So I know slide in the inside, and that's going to be there for me. That's difficult, obviously, for running backs, quarterbacks as well, not understanding where they're protected, knowing just a couple just niches that these guys are really great at. I mean, it, it's something needs to happen. Something needs to be – a decision needs to be made where, just like you said, these five guys are going to stick with it. Those are going to be the guys who are going to be in the trenches, and this is going to be the running back. Something needs to happen. I need to see that separation, or I need to see them make a decision. So I wanted to ask you, Monte, because you were part of a three-headed backfield. Yeah. You know, but you made it work. Um, what was the key there, and, and, and where did you feel like the decisions, the right decisions were made or, right. or maybe wrong decisions at times? Yeah, well, let me. we were fortunate to have a really good offensive line. <laughs> I think when you have a really good offensive line, you can gamble on, okay, let's let this running back get a few carries. Let's let this running back get a few carries. And now, granted, I, I, I led the running back room, but I had some really good running backs behind me. Not even necessarily behind me. We shared the carries, but I think when it comes down to that, question it's really the offensive line we felt comfortable no matter who was back there getting the handoff because we knew that the linemen were going to do their job every single play four of the five of those guys went to the nfl if i'm not mistaken Absolutely. right yeah and they're playing and all three running backs yes <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the thing is the, the rotation of the o-line not really figuring out who's rb1 i mean obviously it's malusi but it seems like we're spreading the, the carries out significantly jalen Berger got that yeah. rb1 load last week though he it's, did it's, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to figure it out but Chaz should be the number one guy right. and, and it looked like he was very early in the season but i i go back to the point i made it doesn't seem like this offense has a ton of identity. We knew, Mm-mm. we've always known, especially under Paul Chris, to ground and pound first, and maybe you'll be able to create, your quarterback will be able to create and yeah. uh, find a couple openings. But that just hasn't been the case whatsoever this year. And this might be, as, as Mercy's pointed out a few times, this might be the game where you try to figure that out. This might be that game on the calendar year where, okay, we've got to figure it out today because this, yep. is, this really sets the tone the rest of the way. That's literally what I was just about to say. Great, great point, Mercy. This, this is it. This is the game. This is the game where whatever's going to stick is going to stick, and that being the, the personnel as well, too. RB1, RB2. This is where the depth chart, in my opinion, needs to be cemented, and this is what they're going to have to move forward with the rest of the season. So it's a big day for the players. So can I throw an X factor in on that? Oh, boy. I like like (laughs) both of your opinions on this. There's been a lot of chatter about it this week, the way that the offensive line isn't moving people. And if you don't have a lot of faith in what they're doing, a lot of people are calling for old number zero back there. They want Braylon Allen, Mm. a guy who's got the physical uh, 
you know, body and to cause to cause collisions to move the pile. And and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a fair number of carries today at Illinois and just kind of a hammer at him game. Five carries, 19 yards last week for Braylon Allen. And believe it or not, that was the leading rusher for the Wisconsin Badgers against Michigan. 19 yards for the freshman Braylon Allen. I'm all in on that, Mertzi. I mean, this is a a Wisconsin player of the year a year ago at the high school level. Now comes in highly recruited. uh, But as as a guy who has the potential to be the number one back at some point in this offense, when I talked to running backs coach Gary Brand a few months back, he was gushing over this kid because they brought him in thinking maybe he'd play defense. Then they flipped him over to running back, and Gary Brown said, yeah, we've got a good one. We don't know if we'll see him right away, and we really haven't, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see more Braylon Allen today, Mercy. I'm all for it given the identity crisis the Badgers offense has been in. Right, absolutely, and, and that's, that's the thing. We're sitting here trying to figure it out. No one really knows. And even listening to Coach Chris post game, he actually he kind of alluded to the same thing, where it's like maybe we don't know our identity on offense. I don't really think there's a maybe there. I think that's I think that's a fact. And for us, we just want to see just stick with the guys up front, just stick with them, let the running backs get comfortable, let the quarterback get comfortable behind the O-line. Even if there are holes, let the quarterback just be comfortable with that. Let him maneuver around those holes and just move forward with this team. Just move forward with the guys you choose today. No doubt about it. We're rolling on here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brought to you in part by Pepsi. Buy Pepsi, gear up, gain points, and you could win big. Look for specially marked Wisconsin Badgers Pepsi cases wherever you get your Pepsi. Scan the code on the box and instantly find out if you want a $50 fansedge.com gift card. It is that easy to support your favorite team. Pepsi is a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers and is a proud partner of your favorite mixed drink as you can use Pepsi as you get ready to watch Wisconsin and Illinois. 2.30 kick. We'll continue the preview next. We'll also take a look at some scores across college football next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day brought to you in part by Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Get that slush fund ready because Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison is now open to everyone. The bar, well, that's open too, and the available machine list just keeps on growing with over 1,300 available. Open weekdays until 2 a.m., and I know... Our buddy Wittis, who works in sales here in ESPN Madison, loves that they're open all weekend long. They don't close until 2 a.m. on Monday. I think he spent like the last two nights there or something crazy like that because there has been multiple million-dollar winners this year at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. I don't know what you're waiting for. Get on over to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and win some money. Time now for a scoreboard update. We'll send it back to the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. Here's Hunter Vaughn. Starting off in the Big Ten, right now Michigan State up 21-13 on Rutgers. There's 7.39 left to go in the third quarter. And then Ohio State up big in the third on Maryland. The seventh-ranked Buckeyes up 42-10 on the Terrapins. And later on today in the Big Ten, we'll have number four, 
Penn State on the road at number three Iowa in Kinnick Stadium. And then tonight it's number nine Michigan on the road to Nebraska. And again, the Badgers, they kick off at 2.30 against Illinois. Elsewhere in the top 25 in college football, upset bells are ringing in Dallas. Number 21, Texas, is up on number six Oklahoma, 38-20. to right now. Texas scoring on the first play of the game in the SEC. Old Miss is up on Arkansas 24-21. Five minutes left to go in the third quarter of that one. And Florida is doing what everyone in the SEC does to Vanderbilt. They're up 28 to nothing with 11.02 left to go in the third quarter for that game. We'll send it back to Strofe, Monte, and Adam back live. Thank you, Hunter. Uh, Hunter, I just got a question for you. Who is the Vanderbilt of the Big Ten when you reference ev- <laughs> everybody in the SEC beats up on Vanderbilt? Who is the equivalent of the Big Ten to you? Oh, it. I almost want to say that it's Purdue. Okay. Like there, It's weird with the Big Ten because I feel like it's very cyclical for the conference. Good word, yeah. I mean, there's times where it's Illinois. There's times where it's been Indiana. It's been Purdue. I mean, it's been Rutgers in Maryland, but now they're Rutgers, starting to show don't up. Don't forget Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, like it's just, I feel like every year is a little different. I'm just praying that it's not Wisconsin this year with the way that <laughs> yeah, they've started yeah. off. Hell yeah, no, that's a great point. That's Hunter Vaughn running the show back in the ESPN Madison Park Bank, ESPN Madison Studios. Max Meyerson at the One Call That's All Gruber Law Offices Studios in Milwaukee. I'm Alex Strofe, Monte Ball, Adam Ertz live at the Rock Sports Bar and Grill Studios in Sun Prairie. <laughs> I guess this is a studio. It Absolutely. Works. Getting you ready for Wisconsin and Illinois. A battle of the two main coaches Monte dealt with when he played college football as a Heisman finalist at the University of Wisconsin. Brett Bielema, now the head coach at Illinois and Paul Christ, who was the offensive coordinator when Monte played and ran behind that terrific offense, Russell Wilson included. Now the head coach at Wisconsin. So yep. Monte's got a good eye on this game, but certainly one we're a little worried about. We know how good the Wisconsin defense is, and the Illinois offense isn't very good. Right. So this game should play into the favor of Wisconsin, but it all comes down to what Wisconsin's offense does and how they execute. And Monte's given a grin over there. <laughs> Because we don't know, right? We don't know if they're going to be able to execute. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. Yeah, it, it's, it's, again, I think Illinois is going to win, but you're right. When you talk about the schemes, when you talk about the stats and everything and what we've been shown, obviously we know the Badgers' defense is where it's at. And we know that Illinois' offense is not the greatest. So on paper, yeah, the Badgers should come out with the win. But, again, turnover, special teams play. I mean, those are the two categories that really make me nervous. And I know for a fact Coach B is going to try to exploit those. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, if, if we if we want to turn a little bit, focus to the defense. Sure. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, you know, I mean, these guys have been carrying the load, and I think you saw the fatigue last week um, set in late in the game. Um, it, at a certain point, the offense has to start exactly pulling its weight right. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things I can point to, and I, and I do think about that the defense could be doing better early in games. Um, the, the Scott Nelson could have been a pick six against uh, Notre Dame early. These kind of game-changing plays early that they could set the, t- the tone for the game. But at the same time, it's, it feels like it's just nitpicking mm-hmm. on this defense to point out any you know lackluster parts of their game that we're seeing. So I, I, we need something. To, what the defense needs today is to play with a lead. 
Mm. That's my that's my whole idea on this game is Badgers get on the board early, let this defense play with the lead. Illinois will not have much to muster at that yeah. point. No, they, right. they haven't really played with a lead except in that win over Eastern Michigan. But, again, we throw that win aside because it does not compare to the rest of the schedule. Uh, but when you look at the three losses, I mean, there was there was few moments in all three of those games where Wisconsin had the lead and it was quickly blown in just about every scenario. So for for Wisconsin's offense – to get rolling, to get some points on the board early is very important. And we think back to that game against Illinois a year ago where Graham Mertz was almost surgical. He was perfect through like two quarters almost uh, when it came to throwing the ball. So if we can see just a sliver of that, of what we saw a year ago, I think Wisconsin puts themselves in a really, really good position. But, yes, that defense always going to give you the opportunity to win. It just comes down to whether or not the offense is going to execute. Exactly. And we, we, we have Mertz, correct? Mertz is back. Yeah. Mertz is playing. Mertz has been cleared to go. So maybe maybe this is just a team. Maybe he has Illinois' number. Maybe, maybe he shows out and performs exactly how he did last year. Um, but, I mean, we, we most definitely will see. What I'm looking forward to, Again, we said this last week, and I think it really needs to happen today, is let him get comfortable. Let him get comfortable. And I do understand it starts up front, so I hope the big guys up front were meeting in the quarterback's room or the quarterback's meeting in the offensive line's room and just really sitting down and saying, guys, it starts literally with us. We have to get Mertz comfortable. You guys got to get comfortable up there and make it happen. Jesse Temple on Twitter says, Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz did a fair amount of running and stretching on the field here in early warm-ups, but threw very little. I didn't mm. see him throw any pass longer than about 10 yards. Not sure what that means yet, but certainly interesting. Mertz put through an extensive workout with strength and conditioning crew uh, down in Champaign. It has not been confirmed he's starting today. Oh. He's probable is what he's listed at, which probable typically means, yeah, you're good to go. But if he's not throwing the ball further than 10 yards in warm-ups, Maybe they're looking for something else, but that sounds a little eerie to me. A, a little fishy almost, Mertzi. What do you think? Yeah, it, you know, that's that's rough. Obviously, in college, you don't have to disclose this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, so you can, you can have as much gamesmanship as you want. And obviously, you want the Illini preparing as if they're going to be facing Graham Mertz out there rather than Chase Wolf and letting them build a week worth of, uh, you know, confidence <laughs> in what they're going to see. Um, you know... This it's going to make a compli- If we don't have confirmation on that, it's going to make a very complicated prediction for this game it because is. I'm not seeing. I, I'm I'm seeing the. I'm not seeing the Badgers win if unless Grand Mertz is behind center. It's going to be challenging. I was going to say there's something very similar where it, this could be the moment where Coach Chris and them are trying to play mind games, trying to play mind games, not showing them that he's going to play. Uh, you see that stuff all the time in the league, but but who knows? I. As I stated last week, I did say they need to possibly go with the backup. I will, I will, I will pull that back. I will pull that back, and I say their best. I, I will, I will be a man, and I will say I was wrong on that take. Absolutely, because I do believe this team has a better shot of winning just, with Mertz. It's, it's just so funny to me because I know that's not the first time you're going to be saying that. Ah, and, and, I, on oh. air, listen, I am. I will. I will most definitely let folks know if I have a terrible take or not. I was humble. very emotional. Very humble. I was very emotional last week, and, and I, I do believe at the end of the day, this this Badgers offense obviously has a better chance of winning with Mertz. Cold lagered, cold filtered, cold processed. That's Coors Light's process. It's as cold as ice, unlike Monte Ball's picks lately because those have been 
awful. Ice cold, in fact. But Coors Light, just unlike Monte Ball, will tell you when it's cold. The mountains on your cans and bottles turn blue when it's ready to be enjoyed. If you're trying to chill, chill with Coors Light. It's what I do, and it's what you should do. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We're an hour in, which means we're an hour away from kickoff to see how the fighting Brett Bielema's take on the fighting Badgers. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day across ESPN Wisconsin. We'll be back in two minutes.